You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Tim Brooks. Turn to Genesis chapter 1. I'm looking forward to this word. I've been working on this for weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm excited about what God wants to share with you. It's going to be a real changer for many people today. This is going to be a thought changer that's going to change some of your concepts about the way you even look at life. Uh, I want you to really stay engaged and stay paying attention today because God wants to speak to several of you in a really, really special, powerful way today. The title of today's message is One Day at a Time. One Day at a Time. You know, for many today, we live in such a high-stress, high-pressure lifestyle. I mean, we got folks under pressure that's even in, into their retirement years about all that they got to do, all that's on their plate, all that I've got to make happen. And, and we get in this mode, and, and too oftentimes, folks crumble under that. We're having nervous breakdowns. We're having life unravel. We're having people twist off because they can't handle the pressure uh, we got pastors quitting the ministry because they can't handle the pressure. We've got people handling pressure and it just boils up on them and they, they can't take it anymore. We've got to talk about that for a little bit. We're in a time right now when, when no doubt we are all concerned about the situation of leadership in our country. We're concerned about the direction our country is going in. We're concerned about decisions being made by leaders in this country. And and I continue to hear this, and I continue to address this. I hear all the time, it's worse than it's ever been. Oh, Jesus coming back. This is the end. And I, I do believe this is the end times. It's a whole lot closer than it was yesterday. We're in the end times. We are in the end times. We're closer to it than we were yesterday. And, and it is bad, but, but it's far from the worst that it's ever been. So, so don't even say that. Don't let your mind, oh, this is the worst it's ever been. In fact, where we are today is pretty much a Sunday school lesson compared to where it has been. Today, we're still playing football in our stadiums, and we throw a flag when somebody hits somebody else a little too hard. There was a time when stadium is filled and we opened the pen that the lines were in and we cheered as lines ate people alive. There was a time when we tied people to poles and we poured flammable liquid on them and, and we threw feathers on them and we set them on fire and we watched these human torches blaze as people cheered. The government mandating, the government overreaching its bounds and running people's lives is sure not new. And when people say, i tell you, it's never been like this where the government is overreaching, I think, you haven't read Daniel. You, you, you haven't read Esther. You, you haven't read Kings or Samuel. You sure hadn't read Judges. You, you hadn't read about the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Jezebites. Uh, I have been very frustrated with my children, but I've never wanted to eat them. And that's what they were doing back in some days in time. They were boiling their own children and eating them. So to say, it's just awful today. Well, it's bad, but, but it pales in comparison to where the world has been. So let's just keep your thinking in perspective here. 
Here's what is different today. And here's why we are in the, the situation mentally that we're in. What is different today is worldwide instant. That's what's different. We have instant media that keeps us all jerked up. A riot happens 2,000 miles from here, and it's on your phone in your hand instantly, and that puts a knot in your stomach. It's 2,000 miles from you. 24-7, we're flying drones all over the world, taking video of bad happening and putting that instantly in your hand. We are inundated with instant. Today's not a unique time in history. Ever since the first family let sin enter the world, we've dealt with sin nature in mankind. And I'll remind you, the very first family, two sons had a shooting. Okay? We had a murder, the first family. So, oh, it's just awful today. Well, yes, we're, I'm, I'm not happy about the situation, but, but let's be careful with how far you take this awfulness. We have always had power-hungry heathen kings, power-hungry heathen judges, and power-hungry heathen presidents. We've, we've had those ever since sin nature of man entered the world. So let, let's just be careful about our response and reaction to life. We have media coverage. That's what's new. Instant is what's new, and that's what we're dealing with. People have always died of viruses. We just never had an instant worldwide count in our hand. For 6,000 years, you didn't know what happened 10 miles away from you. You lived and died in the same county, and you didn't even know what was going on 20 miles from you. Instant's what's new. The demand for instant is what's new. The expectancy of instant is what's new. For thousands of years in our history, how long did it take to cook a meal? You started out in the garden, digging in the dirt to try to dig you up some potatoes. I mean, you started early in the day getting supper ready. You went out in the hen house and you rang the neck of a chicken. I, you, I know many of you don't know that chickens don't always come frozen in the grocery aisle. Come on, get your hands up if you've wrung a neck of a chicken. All right, we got a few that know exactly. I'm telling you now, my grandmother had a wrist that was unbelievable. Whew. And then she would toss it over to us to pluck it. How many of you ever plucked a chicken by hand, one feather at a time? I'm talking about you need to have something to drink with you because you wasn't going to finish real quick. I mean, it takes a while to get chicken dinner ready. You had to build a big fire. You got to let it burn down. Get it down to the coals. Dig a hole in the ground. Get your potatoes down in there. Then put those coals over. And that's what we did for 6,000 years. It's only 125 some years ago that we got an oven. And you cook a meal in four hours. Then, then it hadn't been 100 years ago we got a freezer where you could... Can you believe this? Have a frozen chicken that was already plucked and wrung. And you could just go to the freezer, and it hadn't been but just in my lifetime, in just half of my lifetime, that we had a microwave, that you could nuke that thing. And now, just in my lifetime, 
you can drive around behind a building with a walk-in up speaker like this, and then you drive around and they throw supper right out the window to you. I'm talking about a drive-in supper. That, that's very, very new. See, instant is new. That's what's never been before. And the expectancy of instant is new. Instant potatoes, instant coffee. I, I just tell you, the next time you're in the grocery store, walk down the aisle and look at all the times you see instant. Look at all the times you see instant down the aisle. We're the first generation to have a drive through window. Right here in our church, in our coffee shop, heaven forbid that you would come in and wait two minutes for them to fix you a cup of coffee. No, Paul Kern wants to be able to text his order in and they have his coffee ready when he walks in the coffee shop because he just can't wait two minutes for them. Here in our own coffee shop, are you kidding me? We got to text in your order so I want my coffee ready when I get there. I'm not waiting for that thing. Horrible to make anybody wait two minutes. My goodness grocery store go in there and get your groceries just send them a text when you pull up start honking your horn well they run out and just bring a whole load of groceries and put in your trunk for you here here's the problem in all that that's not the way life works that's just not the way god designed life to work now don't get me wrong i like instant Y'all that know my patience level, I'm not against instant. And I am sure not against walking downstairs in the morning and that coffee pot has already gone off. I get coffee at 6 a.m., not 6.01. And the coffee has already gone off. My wife, knowing who she's married to, gets the cup out of the cabinet and sets it by the coffee pot because I can't open that door in the morning and get I mean I got to have it right there where it's just where it's just kind of one motion the pot the cup and then it's just coming to my head as I'm pouring it see she's got my cups I like instant I like the microwave I tap my toe for one minute just thinking how long can this take a minute I like instant I'm not against it the problem comes when we expect and we demand life to work instantly because it's just not God's plan it's just not God's plan God's promise to Abraham it didn't happen instantly it was years in the making God's promise to Israel 400 400 years they were in Egypt 400 years God's promise concerning the Messiah 4,000 years before that developed turn to Genesis chapter 1 I've read Genesis chapter 1 my whole life. I'm sure most of you have. The events of creation, we all know how this reads. The earth was formless, empty, dark, Spirit of God hovering over the waters. Verse 3, and God said, let there be light. And he separated the light from the darkness. Day and night, there was evening and morning the first day. Verse 6, and God said, let there be a vault between the created, the separation of the waters and the sky. And on, on, and the second day. And God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered in one place and dry ground appeared. And God said, let the vegetation appear. And there was evening and morning the third day. Creation goes on. There was the fourth day. Birds and fish. And then there was the fifth day. 
animals and mankind. And it was the sixth day. Chapter 2, verse 1, 2, 3, and 4. God had finished the work he had been doing, so he rested from his work on the seventh day. Now, we've read that our entire life. I've never seen this before. I don't guess I ever thought about this before. I'm not sure why I haven't thought about this before. I'm not sure why this wasn't the first thing I thought about when I read that. But I just never thought about it. Would it? Now, we're talking about God, you know, the big man. We're talking about God. Would it not have been just as easy for God to create this all at once? Oh, no, God couldn't do that. No, it took him a long time to... Have you ever thought about that? God's all-powerful. He spoke this into existence. Would it not just have been just as easy for God to create this all at once? Clearly, obviously it would have, just as easy. Then why didn't he? Why didn't he? Why did God do it one day at a time? Evening and morning, first day. The second day. Why did God do it one day at a time? You, I, I started thinking about this. I started thinking about this. How did I miss this? In creation, God was showing us how life was going to work here on earth. Life is to be lived one day at a time, not just instantly have all that's in your heart. One day at a time. It's one day at a time that you will ultimately get what you want. It's one day at a time all of your visions and dreams will be fulfilled. God did not say just at one time all he ever wanted, all he ever envisioned, and boom, it was there. It was over time. Today he did this. Tomorrow he did this. The next day, as a matter of fact, when Jesus was teaching us to pray, what did he say? Give us this day our daily bread. Not give us this week our weekly bread. Give us this year our yearly bread. Give us this lifetime our lifetime bread. No, he said, don't give us this day all our hopes and our dreams. Give us today our bread for the next five years. No, no, no. Give us today our daily bread. How are we supposed to live life? One day at a time. One day at a time. little Bible trivia here. What was the expiration date on manna? One day. One day. If God was going to cause manna to come in, couldn't he extended the expiration date kind of like a Twinkie? 25 years from now, they're as good as the day they came off the press. I mean, honey buns, 20 years. Oh, man, just right. How long did manna last? It lasted one day. Let me ask you, when are God's mercies made new? Every morning. What's the deadline on anger? Sundown. How often do we take up our cross? Daily. When are we told to rejoice and be glad? Today. It's not insignificant that God worked six days and he rested the seventh. Have you ever read that and sat back and thought, okay, 
Hold on just a minute. God never sleeps and he never slumbers. God wasn't more just smooth out. He didn't come in Saturday night and say, Miss God, get me some tea. I got to lay in this recliner a minute. I mean, for crying out loud. Why did God rest? He wasn't worn smooth slap dab out and had to rest on the Sabbath day. Why did he rest on the Sabbath? God was showing us how life is supposed to work here on this earth. God is laying out how life is going to work for you and I here. God could have created it all instantly, and he sure didn't need to rest. Why did he do that? Here's the way your life on this earth is going to operate. One day at a time, we all work toward the goals that are in our heart. And over a period of time, we see what we've been working on. What do I give myself to today? What is set before me today? Just today. Today, what do I have to do today? God did not have instant creation. God did not text ahead so that all of the formlessness and voidness was gone when he stepped out. Here it all was. God didn't text ahead. All of creation was not here waiting on him when he walked out. It was just one day at a time. Here's the way God laid out our life to work. Repeat after me. Life is one day at a time. Now say it like you mean it. Life is one day at a time. Hopefully we'll do better one more time. Life is one day at a time. I want all of our young people in here to know life's not instant. It's not instant. You won't have an instant great marriage. You won't have instant great kids. You won't have instant great finances. You won't have an instant great job. Life is not instant. You work your whole life toward what's in your heart to see it come about. All of our old people in here kind of like me. Life's just not instant. We're still working one day at a time. Just one day at a time. For all of us, we live life one day at a time, one day at a time. Here's a problem. Because we demand such instant, we become very paralyzed by the day. We become very paralyzed today. Too many are living like a deer in the headlights, just staring at life. One, because we're paralyzed by things of our past. See, we can't do today what we got to do because of hurts, pains, losses, mistakes, situations in our past. See, many are so paralyzed and they can't work today because they're so overwhelmed by next week. What's going to happen this next week? What I've got facing me next month? What I've got facing me after the first of the year? What I've got facing me down the road? See, we can't just take it one day at a time because of what we've just been through or because of what's facing us. Come on, we've got to just handle life one day at a time. Just, just one day at a time. One day at a time. There are things that have to be done today for tomorrow to be built on. And we have a generation, we've got a society that is now trying to build a tenth floor on a vacant lot. And therein lies their problem in life. Therein lies the problem with so many young people, job to job to job to school to school to school. You're trying to build a tenth floor on a vacant lot. 
Just handle today and do that successfully. Handle today and do that successfully. And at some point in your life, you are able to build a 10th floor, but you don't start with the 10th floor, and this building is not instant. It's one day at a time. Here's something very interesting that I read. According to psychologists Matthew Killingsworth and Daniel Gilbert, the average person spends 46.9% of their time thinking about something other than what they're doing in the present moment. Okay, we're only about half here. You're only about half present at any given time. I mean, what's on your, you're, you're doing this, but what's on your mind is your past and how hurt you are, how disappointed you are, or how let down you are, or how awful life is on. See, what's on your mind is the past. Or you're here doing this, but you're consumed with what you got to do next week with what's around the corner. What am I going to do when I get out of school? What am I going to do when this job gets over? What am I going to do now that this is happening? Now what am I going to See, we can't just do today because we're, our mind is on what's going to happen to us down the road. We're just not focused on today. Did, did you hear what I just said? 46.9% of our time we're thinking about something else. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going 65 miles an hour. This guy in this lane is going 85 miles an hour. We're about to pass, and about three feet is between us. I wonder what he's thinking about right now. They just put that thing over my nose, and I went out. And they came in and cut me from here down to here, and the doctor comes in and picks up his tools. I wonder where his mind is right now. I mean, what else is he thinking about right now as he starts digging around in my arm? I mean, studies show that all of us are about half present at any given time. We're just not focused on today and our daily bread. We're just not focused on what we're doing right here, right now, today. Y'all heard this. Stories, studies all show that by the end of January... 75% of people have completely abandoned and forgotten what their New Year's resolution was. Why? Because when you think of things in one-year increments, the end is too far away, it's too far out, it's too big to accomplish, and, and so we abandon our dreams, we abandon our goals because we're thinking too far out instead of just today, what do I need to do to get me down the road? Okay, what do I need to do today to get me one step closer to where I'm going? Matthew chapter 6, 34, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow, worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. Here's what I want you to get. Life is to be lived working toward your dreams, your desires, just one day at a time. The problem is, this society just can't live one day at a time. We're too instant minded. And instant has got to happen for us. Instant is just not enough for us. And it's just not the way God designed life here on this earth to work. Matthew 24, 13, he who endures to the end. James five eleven. as you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. 
Hebrews 10, 36, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you'll be receiving his blessings. Josh and I were talking backstage just about doing the same thing, hanging in here, not picking up roots and picking up roots and picking up roots and moving and going. Just, just do the same thing. Just one day at a time, one day at a time. My point here is we've lost sight of Genesis chapter 1 and 2. And the life that God demonstrated for us, it's just one day at a time. It's not instant. It's not instant. We live our life one day at a time. All right, I want you to note some things that are obvious to us. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. Now the earth was formless, empty. Darkness was over the face of the deep. And we don't see God stressing out. We don't see him rubbing his neck about all that's facing him. Oh, oh, this next week's going to be a killer. Oh, my gosh. You just listen to all that I'm going to have to do this week. First day, I got to do all this. And oh, my gosh, that ain't enough. Then the second day, God's not stressed out about all that's on his plate For the week. God's not under pressure about all that he's got to do. I want you to look in between the third day and the fourth day. God wasn't stressed out about all that's left to do. Evening and morning, the third day. Oh, I've got so much left to do. I'm not getting anywhere. We don't see this. We don't see that. Oh, my gosh, look at all this formlessness. I've never seen such emptiness everywhere. The world's never been in this bad a shape, I can tell you right now. We don't see God wringing his hands over all that he's so overwhelmed that he's got to get done. We live overwhelmed. We live with all the pressure on us. God just went to work one day at a time. And at the end of the first day, here's what I want you to see. All that was in God's heart was not done. I want you to look at the end of the third day. There were things still in God's heart that were not done yet. There were still visions and dreams and goals, thoughts that he had, and it wasn't done yet. And here's the thing. It could have been. It could have been. It very easily could have been. It's just not the way God created life on this earth to work. And you and I are going to have to submit to the way God designed life here to work. There's way too much instant thinking. Too much I want it all right now. Too many young people never do get started in life because they all want to start on the 10th floor. Give us today our daily bread. I'll do what I can do today. I'll get to what I can get to today. I'll accomplish what I can accomplish today. And I'll collect some more manna tomorrow. I'll just collect some more manna tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'll get up and rejoice and be glad. And I'll collect some more manna tomorrow. When you get the one day at a time in your heart, here's what will happen to you. 
it'll free you from stress. When you get Genesis 1 in your heart, it'll free you from pressure. It'll free you from living in stress, in pressure, and it will free you from being overwhelmed by all that you have to do. Church, I want you to live your life just focusing on one day at a time. Y'all stand with me. Come on, right now, all over this place, I I know this was obviously a challenge to all of us in this fast-paced life that we live, but, but who in here was this message talking to? You live overwhelmed. You live under stress. You live seeing all that's not done. That's a problem for you. I want to ask you, who in here has things in your heart that's just not done yet? Regardless of your age, there are things in your heart that's just not done yet. Come on, right now. Lord, today we roll off stress. Everybody, come on. I've rolled this off. I roll off pressure. I'm not living under pressure. I'm not living my life worried about next week's bread, five years from now's bread. I'm, Lord, right now, I roll all of this stress off on you. Come on, some of you are under great stress. Some of you are living overwhelmed by the moment. Come on, get rid of this being overwhelmed. God, you didn't design us to be overwhelmed. You just designed us together, manna, today. Lord, we roll the care of our life off on you, and we daily take up our cross and follow you. Today, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Today is sufficient for itself. Lord, I trust you. I receive your forgiveness from my past. I I walk in a new creation. I walk in my new creature. I'm brand new. I lead the past. Lord, I roll the worries of tomorrow off on you. You hold the future. You hold the future. Today, I live my life productive. I live my life fruitful. And I live my life in you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless y'all. Have a great week. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.